everybody, this is Barbara Graver, and I'd like to welcome you to the December episode, and it's also my Christmas special. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about actually two of my favorite Christmas shows, favorite Christmas TV shows, and they're both animations, and these are these are the same shows we've been watching for years and years and years, most of us for all of our life. And I decided to talk about them because I feel that these two shows in particular kind of um, say something important about Christmas and how we celebrate Christmas and, and maybe even a little bit about our society in general. So the first is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And this is based on a book by Dr. Seuss. The book How the Grinch Stole Christmas actually began as a poem in 1955 that was published in a women's magazine called Red Book. And the book came out in December of 1957. And the animated TV show that we've we've all, I think, seen, I won't include any spoil, overt spoilers, at least, for in case someone hasn't, came out in 1966. And... That's what we're talking about here, the show, not the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I probably won't. But And the other TV special I'm going to talk about is also from the 60s, and that is Charlie Brown's Christmas. So we'll start with The Grinch. And what I want to say first about this is I love how The Grinch stole Christmas. I love that show. I, I love it so much, in fact, that I have the DVD and the story, a little bit of a spoiler here, but hopefully not too bad. I'm not going to give you the, everything. But the main character is the Grinch who hates Christmas. He hates it. He's a lonely guy, lives by himself. He hates Christmas. And by extension, he hates the Coos who live in the valley below who celebrate Christmas and live in community. And his bitterness about this about him and his hatred for Christmas drive him to to actually hatch this plan to steal the Who's Christmas. And by stealing their Christmas, this means like taking the food and the gifts and even the decorations, everything. And the miracle here of the story, a little bit of a spoiler, but I, I think most people have seen it, is that the Who's don't need any of this. They don't need it. They only need each other and they wake up anyway and are joyous. And, and I won't give you the full ending here, but that's the magic. That's the magic of the story. And it's beautiful. It has a moral. Um, and the background of the story is that Dr. Seuss wrote it because he'd been feeling a little Grinch-like. He'd been, you know, feeling a little down about Christmas. And and even though the book was short, uh, it, it and is a kid's book, obviously, he really struggled with it, especially the ending. Supposedly, he he was bothered that the first ending he wrote, and, and this is a quote, made him sound like a second-rate preacher. So he took that part out, and he replaced it with the ending we know now, which is um, not overtly religious, not religious period, really. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but I will say that in general... Um, the, the moral of the story, if you will, and, and believe me, I, I love to see a moral in anything. I'm not knocking that. I mean, that's not really my point here. But the moral is about community and charity and love and, and all good things. And it's a good ending. It has a moral. 
And it works. I think it works. But I want to ask you to consider another Christmas special with a different kind of ending, and that's Charlie Brown's Christmas. And this is an animated a TV show also. It came out in 1965, and it was based on the really familiar comic strip Peanuts, which I think everybody knows. And the main character in Charlie Brown's Christmas, of course, is Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown, he's different from the Grinch. He doesn't hate the holiday, but he, he is depressed, and he finds the commercialism of Christmas really like kind of overwhelming. So on the advice of Lucy, he decides that he's going to stage a Christmas play to kind of, you know, revitalize his Christmas spirit, I guess. And he goes to the Christmas tree lot to buy a tree for the play. And they're all artificial trees. They're all artificial. They're all fake. They're all an analogy for the commercialism of Christmas. So he picks out the only real tree. And that tree is this tiny, bedraggled thing. You've, you've seen it. And he brings it back, and all of his friends make fun of him. They all make fun of him, and it's terrible. And so he really loudly asks, does anyone know what Christmas is all about? And Linus says that he does. And he walks to the center stage and asks for the spotlight and recites Luke 2, 8 through 14. And that is the enunciation to the shepherds. And... I want to talk a little bit about that part because that's what I find interesting and it's what I found moving the very first time I saw that Christmas special and I still remember it. So even though creator Charlie Brown, you know, was a big deal in the 60s, he and the producer Lee Mendelssohn really had a hard time selling the idea of this Christmas special to the networks and one of the things that was a problem was that Schultz was adamant that Linus would quote um, from the Bible, Luke 2, 8 through 14. Because quoting the Bible, even in the 60s, was a really controversial thing to do on TV. And, you know, that may surprise some people. It kind of surprised me when I did a little bit of research for this and I saw that. But there was a researcher, Stephen Lynn, and, and he said that only 9%, fewer than 9% of the television Christmas episodes in the early 60s had what he called a sub, substantive reference to religion, explicit, you know, significant reference to religion. So doing that was a risk, like even back then, and the project was already on thin ice, but Schultz said, and this is another quote, if we don't do it, who will? And to me personally, that, you know, was the most beautiful part of any of the animated Christmas specials I watched as a kid. And I think a lot of people might agree. And and also, not incidentally, and I didn't think of this, I saw it online somewhere, but that's the only only part, I guess, in in the in the entire show where Linus drops his security blanket when he's reading that. And I'm pretty sure that was deliberate, you know, on the part of the, of the producer and the writer. So what is my point? How did the Grinch steal Christmas? And how did Charles Schultz try to give it back? Well, I think, first of all, you know, it's not really about taking something away, but more about kind of like overwriting it um, or squeezing it out. And, and that's kind of what happens is happening so much in our society, not just with Christmas specials, but just in general, you know. And I think probably the 9% of Christmas specials that 
that were were substantively religious in the 1960s they're probably calmed down pretty much on on regular tv network tv to one charlie brown's christmas and and that just isn't enough it's just not enough so the other thing i wanted to say is that i'm not saying that these shows are bad shows i'm not saying about these kind of generic inspirational and not saying the grinch is generic I, i think it's actually brilliant i love it and i always love it but just using that as an example, like these, you know, kind of religiously generic shows, they're not necessarily bad shows. I mean, The Grinch in particular is a great story. It's heartwarming and it has a moral and in and of itself, that's a good thing and an increasingly rare thing. And and I don't think it's, it's false. I don't think it rains false in any way. I mean, I think Christmas is about community and goodwill and seeing the error of your ways and and all of that. And I think those are all, all good things, and I think they're all there in the Grinch. But Jesus is not, at least not explicitly. Jesus isn't there at all. And you could say that he's there... In, in kind of an ana- analogy or that it's a theme that's consistent with his message. And, and that's not really wrong, but he's not there explicitly. And honor is explicit. Honor is something that people could see clearly. So I want to thank Charles Schultz or his memory for, for understanding understanding that and for taking the stand he took. And this comes from somebody who grew up and it completely unreligious home who heard Luke read maybe probably the Bible read um, out loud for the very first time by Linus so that's my Christmas message and if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time you know that I believe that what we see and what we accept and what we support in the media matters I think, you know, we should support shows like Charlie Brown's Christmas if and when we find them. And that's not to say we can't watch things like The Grinch, but I think that when we do, we should make it clear in our own minds or to our children that there's something past that. So that's it, and I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Until January next year, this is Barbara Graver, and may God bless us all. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs>